Welcome to the You Better You podcast. Just two guys helping you better you. The quote of the week is, A dream written down with a date becomes a goal. A goal broken down into steps becomes a plan. A plan backed by action makes your dreams come true. By Greg S. Reed. And now, here are your hosts, Gael and Robin. Hey, everyone listening. Welcome to the You Better You podcast. This voice is Robin. This voice belongs to Gael. And today we're talking about the importance of setting SMART goals and how to do so. So as mentioned earlier, you guys heard the quote by George S. Reed, a dream written down with a date becomes a goal, a goal broken down into steps becomes a plan, and a plan backed by action makes your dreams come true. So in harmony with that, we all know that goal setting is important, but we often don't realize how important they are as we continue to move through life. And so with setting goals, that helps trigger new behaviors, helps focus, helps guide our focus, and helps us to sustain that momentum in life. So before we get we, we go real deep into this, Gaio, are you someone who sets sets up goals or do you kind of just go with the flow of your day-to-day life? Yeah, I, I definitely have room for improvement with this. I tend to take things as they come. I, I think I do have some goals, but they aren't as specific as they should be. And, you know, we'll likely talk about later on, but I have been becoming more goal oriented. That's for sure. Uh, Mm -hmm. A big, a big improvement in that area, but that's something that I have to continually force myself to do and to force myself to focus on. But what about you? I think I am. Um, Do I follow through with all of them? Uh, No, but I think like, I mean, just as we're speaking today about smart goals, I think it'd be really beneficial to really establish that because it's like, like at least when I was doing research about this, this really helps because smart goals are just very specific and they're realistic targets Yeah, to hit. Yeah. I think, uh, why do you think people in general struggle with goals? Um, I feel like it's, it's, uh, like, you know, you set up the goal, but you're like, ah, oh, I'll get to it eventually. Like it's, it's similar to how people have like that new year's resolution. Like you really, <laughs> like you want to do this, you're motivated, but you don't really have a plan on how to get there. And so I think like, especially in this case with smart goals, you're essentially setting up the, the full plan of how you're going to achieve this goal and not just be vague and just say, I'm going to lose 15 pounds this year or whatever the goal is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree with that. And I think too, at least something that I've dealt with in the past is you can have the desire, Mm -hmm. but not the drive. And those two things are are very different. The desire gets you to start the process, but the drive is what keeps you going. Mm. So you can say, oh, I want to lose 30 pounds, get fit. Like, you know, I get mad when I see actors and actresses get fit in three months for a movie. (laughs) You know, and just in three months, it's like, I should be able to do that. But then you start one day, you, you know, you work out a second day and then like you have that desire, but mm-hmm. you, you don't have the drive to, to continue going for it. And we're going to talk a little later about why that happens, why the drive um, slows down so quickly. But so and I think the important thing to, to uh, note here is that with goals, they definitely help promote a sense of self-mastery. So that way, in the end, you can't 
like it's important to know that in the end, if without having goals, you can't manage what you don't measure and you can't improve mm-hmm. upon something that you don't properly manage. So setting goals helps us to do that mm-hmm. and a lot more. Yeah, but aren't, you know, some people would say, but why be tied down to anything? I want to just live my life, be free. At least to me, that sounds great in a perfect world, but <laughs> <laughs> life doesn't work like that. Yeah. Um, you think like all the time on social media, you see people post pictures of like, or not pictures, like videos of like, oh my gosh, this is house goals, car goals, fitness goals, whatever it may be. Those are great goals to have, but you have to have a plan set up in order to get that mansion or that luxury car or whatever it may be. And obviously the goals like this don't just apply to monetary or financial status or whatever it may be. It goes for anything. You have to have a plan set up in order to reach these things. Well, I think another issue of why goals don't work sometimes is because we make our goals, we pattern our goals after other people's goals. Yeah, that's true. Right. And so deep, so we may want it, but deep down, it's not really what we care about. Mm-hmm. And so we, we, we fight for something because that's what everybody's chasing. It's kind of like, you know, if, if, if you're walking down the street and all of a sudden people, you see, you know, 30 people running in your direction, what are you inclined to do? What's going on? Yeah. And, and, and you might just be inclined to turn around too and, and run. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's, it's very easy to adapt that when it comes to goals. For example, a common goal is the broad, I want to make passive income. Mm, yeah. I hear that all the time. As, as crazy broad as that is, I want to make passive income. And that's their goal. But they heard that somewhere and it sounds nice. And so, and, and their idea is I want to lay on the beach and sip pina coladas because that's what passive goals mean. And, and, <laughs> and they make money. And that, that's, so they have a false sense of what it is. Yeah. And again, they're just picking that up from, from others. You know, because you just said that, I'm going to use that as the example for, for the smart goal that we're discussing today. Okay. But I feel like I've said it a bunch of times. I've, I've, I've said the term smart goals like it, a bunch of times now. Gaia, are you familiar with what smart goals are or what that acronym stands for? You know, you kept mentioning smart goals. And I think I was with the audience before. I just thought you meant, I didn't realize it was acronym. I didn't tell you meant, oh, okay. (laughs) Smart goals, you know? All right. So (laughs) I guess to get us started going deeper into this thing. So smart goals, as I mentioned earlier, is an acronym with the focus on creating specific and realistic targets to hit. So to that, Every SMART goal consists of five elements. First, specific, and that is that the goal should have a clear, highly specific endpoint. And if your goal is too vague, then it won't be SMART. So just as you mentioned, saying, I want to make passive income is very vague. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what does that mean? Okay, everyone would like to make passive income. <laughs> yeah. well, but we'll go deeper into that example after I explain it. So again, the S in SMART goal stands for specific. Second, you want the goal to be measurable which means you need to be able to accurately track your progress so that you can judge when a goal will be met. Next, you want the goal to be attainable. So of course, we don't want to set a goal that's too ambitious that you'll struggle to achieve it because that will sap your motivation now and in the future. Like You don't want to say, 
in one year, I'm going to be a millionaire. (laughs) (laughs) That would be nice. But is that really attainable in terms of passive income? You could start with in one year, I want to start making a thousand dollars a month, like within within one year or whatever it may be. Next, uh, you want the goal to be relevant. And that means that the goal you pick should be should pertain to your chosen field or should actually benefit you. And then last, do you want it? The T stands for time bound, which is that you're setting up a time frame for your goal, which helps you to quantify it further and helps you manage and focus to you know, make sure that you're on track with that goal. With that being said, we'll just use the example of making passive income. So an idea of this smart goal of making passive income is saying in one year, one year from today, I want to be making $1,000 a month. Okay. So let's start. Let's break it down. So we'll start with the specific of that saying, I want to make a thousand dollars is a, is a set endpoint than just saying, I want to make passive income. Cause now you have a target that you're working towards. Yeah. Now we have to see if that's measure, if this goal is measurable. So now we can say, okay, well, I want to make a thousand dollars. So now the measurable aspect of, of that is I want to do that in within a year. Okay, cool. Now, is this really attainable? Yeah, a thousand dollars in a year, or at least starting to work towards that, making it every month, is is realistic and attainable. So we could break it down as okay. Let me set up my whatever. Maybe it's the stock market, or maybe it's um. Let's see here, drop shipping or whatever. There's a bunch of different ways to make passive income. So, mm-hmm. yeah. you can, whatever your passive income source is. But let's say it's we'll go with YouTube. I think that that's the most common one that people think of ad revenue and passive income from. So we'll say, I want to make $100 a month from YouTube in order to reach my goal. So that could be like, realistically, you could do that with one video on YouTube if you're getting views and whatnot, but it just depends on the algorithm. And there's so much more that goes into that, but that's not what we're talking about. (laughs) So in terms of being attainable, we're going to set the goal of making a hunt making a hundred dollars a month. So that way, realistically, if you made a hundred dollars a month, you could reach your goal in 10 months. That's that's within the year. So now is this relevant your goal? Well, yeah. If you're trying to make a hundred dollars a month and the goal is to make a thousand dollars of passive income within a year, and then slowly build that up to do that every month, you could do it. You just have to continue following your plan. And obviously this fits into your goal of making passive income since you're saying, I want to make this money. Why? Because you want to save more money, earn more income, whatever it may be. So obviously this is relevant. It's not some random goal that you've just made up. And then time bound, obviously we said within a year. And so that would be a smart goal. So then let's get a little deeper. So a lot, a lot of these also kind of depend on the type of person we are. For example, when I, when I hear specific and that the goal, you know, should be clear and not to, not too vague for me, I would have to decide. So, so, you know, obviously we're using the same example of a thousand dollar in passive income a month, but that might even include how many streams of income you're going to go for. Yeah, that's true. Right. Right. Are you going to focus on one and try to you know, pump that as, as much as you can, or are you going to diversify and, and try to you know, put your seeds in, in a couple of things, you know, including some that, that you mentioned? So the second one, like you said, is measurable. And then the other one, the, the fifth one is time bound. So I think we have to distinguish, well, what's the difference between the two? I, I think it's easy to put those two together. You're right. Well, we can say for measurable, you can say 
every month I'm going to see how much money I'm making. Okay. So as long as I'm making a hundred dollars every month, then I know I'm on track to meet my goal. I'm making progress. Time bound is literally just the amount of time that you're saying I have to meet this goal. So that's like the almost like the big picture. I think that's so important to have this the second one, you know, measurable because if you can't measure your progress in a goal, what's gonna keep you going? Yeah. But I can see, okay, if that's your goal for a year, let's be honest, it, the, the first few months you're making sense, you know, <laughs> yeah. if anything. But but at least it's like I made fifty cents and it wasn't from my day job. Like that sounds like well, it is a small amount, but that alone can give you the motivate. Okay, this can work, right? This can become something. But yeah, so if, if you're, so why would you recommend some someone if if they're trying to come up with goals, but there's no way to actually measure progress? I think it just depends on the goal. Because if you can't measure it, how do you know where you're going? Like, is the goal is the goal actually specific? Is it actually attainable if you can't measure it? Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say then you you need a new goal. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I was trying yeah. to be trying to be nice about it, but yeah. No, it, I remember working at my job at an old job and I had a manager who would always be like, What's your mission? <laughs> like if you're just standing there in the kitchen, just like what's your mission? <laughs> that sounds annoying. <laughs> oh, he was he would get so angry because it's like as it, there's a there's a funny there's a funny quote that says if you have time to lean, you have time to clean, which mm. is true. <laughs> in the kitchen, it's like, I like that. If we have no customers, you should be cleaning. You should be, you know, doing something. Yeah. There is no free time in a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I, I like that. <laughs> now, number three, attainable. I, I think, I think that's probably my favorite because that's where I think most goals go to die <laughs> B- based on this. One of the things that we briefly talked about before we, you know, pressed the uh, recording button was, you know, this quote, your goal should be out of reach, not out of sight. They should, yeah, like, it just makes sense. Like, you know, <laughs> and, and, and sometimes, you know, let, let's think of it like literally, like as far away as the moon is, you can see it, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it doesn't mean that um, you should really, you should you know, limit your potential. That's not what that means. But, you know, there's an idea that the bigger the goal, the better it is. And that's, that's honestly not true. <laughs> really? I mean, there's, there's a book, um, there's a book, uh, I'm going to butcher the name of it, but there's a book called make your bed or something like that. And I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And, and, and it, it promotes exactly what it sounds. You wake up in the morning and you make your bed and it sounds so simple, but what it does is you start the day and you immediately, instead of being on Instagram or being on YouTube, watching 10 videos, mm-hmm. you immediately accomplish something that many people can't. Many people can't take a minute in the morning to make their bed. Then, But you know, you make your bed, then you go brush your teeth. Depending on your routine, you take a shower. Mm-hmm. So when you have that mindset of accomplishing tasks, it just builds up. It's a snowball effect. And when you start your day productive, it's, it's easier to maintain productivity than when you start the day literally by procrastinating, that sets the tone for the rest of the day. You start the day by snoozing, that, that you're, you're saying that this is what I'm going to do today. I'm going to take the shortcuts. I'm going <laughs> to, you know, that, that's my mindset for the day. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, uh, as mentioned before, I, this is very important because it, it does have to, you do have to put forth effort so it can be easy, but, but again, it has to, it has to be attainable. I liked it a lot. And quick disclaimer, you were correct. The book is called Make Your Bed by oh, Wood. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> You're so surprised. <laughs> I genuinely am, yeah. <laughs> um, it's called Make Your Bed by William H. McRaven. We'll probably put a link to that in the description. Yeah. And and I, I think that's, we've talked about this in another episode, but that's the other benefit of having a hobby, if, if nothing else. I, I think we get so busy with just work, other quote unquote necessary things. Uh, we forget, you know, the purpose of a hobby, it, like we're producing something and it really reinvigorates it. I mean, think about it. You can watch a movie for two hours and it's a good movie. You like it and okay, okay. You, feel, you feel okay after a movie or sometimes you feel tired, mm-hmm. but you have an exciting hobby. After you're done, you feel way better than you did before like you feel like man what's next you know i can't or i can't wait for next week when you know i can finish this Mm -hmm. so um everything being said you know the the whole point is having that attitude of accomplishing and producing goes a very long way yeah 100 percent. you know and i guess I'll, i'll i'll share this because this is a not everyone is into passive income, but I feel like a lot of people are into fitness, mm-hmm. especially weight loss. So I'll share my smart goal that I set up for myself. So I said six months from today, not specifically because I'm not going to lie. I don't know what today is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm on a different schedule, guys. Leave me alone. <laughs> but um, so I said when I wrote this, which was, oh, it was my birthday. So from March 25th. Mm-hmm. So I said, Six months from today, I want to gain 15 pounds. So from muscle, I presume, or hey, <laughs> listen, now talk about attainable. I, I, <laughs> I love that goal. That, that's very, you can check that, you can check that box off. Attainable, <laughs> muscle, listen, guy. I'm gonna look good either way. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a slim guy, so but I'm going to the gym, so hopefully, it's a mix of both. But anyways, don't leave me alone. Let me live. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So I said six months from today, I want to gain 15 pounds. So I broke that down through the smart goal metrics of, is this specific? Yes. I said, I want to gain 15 pounds, which is clear. If I just said, I want to gain weight, then that would be vague. Cause what is gain? If I gain one pound, I, I've, I've technically achieved this. So we have a specific uh, measurement that we're, go- that we're striving for. Is this measurable? Yeah. I'm going to measure this by looking at the number on my scale every week. So every Monday I'll step on the scale, put it on my calendar, and I'll be able to track how I am from day one to day 180. Is this attainable? Yeah. You know, realistically speaking, weight gain is about maybe if I'm trying to do this, as long as I'm, you know, eating, I'm in a caloric surplus, I'm working out, I'm sleeping right, et cetera, et cetera. I should gain hopefully one to two pounds per week realistically maybe one pound a week but we'll we'll get there but anyways it's easier for me to wrap my mind around 15 pounds of weight over 180 days than saying you know what i'm gonna look like michael b jordan (laughs) when realistically that's taken him so long to get there you know he has a personal trainer like i remember watching an interview and he said yeah i would train two times a day three months for creed i had no social life i had no 
this. I didn't see any friends. I didn't see any family. Like it, it's not realistic. I'm, I'm listen. I hate working out. Yeah. I don't have that level. I don't have that level of dedication. Yeah, I'm just trying to be healthy. You have yeah, express your disdain of, of wow, yeah, and like, <laughs> yeah, and like strict meals. Like, listen, I'm going to eat pizza. <laughs> Like I'll, I'll be healthy, but I'm, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna like. Uh, what's the word? Deprive myself. I'm gonna be eating good. <laughs> hey, like I said, you said you set a very attain uh, attainable goal. Yeah, I'll be fine. <laughs> if I put on a little fat, I'm sure some people be like, "Good, he needs it." <laughs> so, I, so you're gonna, so you're gonna dirty bulk. I'm not gonna dirty bulk, but I will be balanced. Like I'll probably have. I'm not gonna call it a cheat day. But if I eat pizza two days out of the week, mm-hmm. eh, I'm not going to stress about it. So for, for a little bit more context, at the beginning of uh, COVID last year in March 2020, I was 150, between 150 and 155 pounds. As of March 20, uh, March 2021 this year, I am now 165 regularly. What did I do? Nothing. Sat on, <laughs> sat in my room watching TV and eating. And I'm sure many people can relate. As they say, I was talking to someone. I said they call it the uh, the quarantine 15. Wow. So, but but you you say that, but you're always working though. Like you you're always listen. I, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> I I interrogate me. <laughs> no, no. I was gonna say you got you gotta give yourself more credit because because uh, you de- you're definitely not a slouch, but. But I do think I'm I'm glad you brought this up because a lot of people are going through it. I, I remember, you know, for work, we've been using Teams mm-hmm. for our meetings without webcams. And so some of my colleagues hadn't seen in, you know, just about a year now. And since it looks like my company is more uh, willing to make it into a long-term thing, they want us to to get webcams. And so some people already have webcams, so they installed theirs. And my jaw dropped. I mean, I'm seeing people gain 10, 15, 20. Whoa. <laughs> like one person, I got to say it's 30 pounds. Like they ballooned uh, almost to a point where I think they're on medication. Man. You know, you know, some medication give you a lot of water weight. Like that, yeah. that's how it looks like. Like it doesn't even look like it's just pure fat. But but um, so a lot of people can say, OK, this is it. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to be Michael B. Jordan in three months. And again, going back to what we talked earlier, we have that desire. It's not going to hold true mm-hmm. in most cases uh, to the end. It's important too when we, and this is why we shouldn't compare ourselves to others. Michael B. Jordan can have a goal because the studio hired his cooks. I'm not saying that, like, I know for a fact that's true, but in general, they, that's something that they at least they offer. A world-class support. Yeah, they, they get the cooks. Uh, they get the personal trainers. They have access to, they can build their own gym at home. Mm-hmm. You know, that costs half a fortune. And so- and he's getting paid, let's say, $18 million. Talk about motivation. If if you put $18 million on this table, just I'll give me the out every day. Just twice. give me, just give me the number you want me to be at. Just say three months, I want you. Just pull a number. 230. Okay. <laughs> I will make it happen. <laughs> and 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 keep in mind, so so the reason I'm bringing this up is because he's getting paid for this, that is his job. So whereas the average person goes to work for eight hours 
is looking at a spreadsheet all day. His job is to go to the gym and to lift weights. Mm -hmm. So when he goes home, he's done his job. Meanwhile, you're trying to lose weight, but you're working all day. Then you have to cook for your family. You have to spend time with their family. So not to say you can never have the same goal, but you have to take that into consideration. And yeah. that's why we don't compare ourselves. Um, so a goal may be attainable to you, but the same exact goal may not be attainable for me. And we have to we have to be honest. And, and that's the key part of it. We, we have to accept that we have limitations. It's interesting you say that because that fits right into the relevance aspect of the SMART goal. At least mm -hmm. for me, because I was asking myself, I was like, why am I all of a sudden trying to become like going to the gym, trying to put on weight? It wasn't to, you know, look like Michael B. Jordan or anything like that. But for me, it was like, well, if I do this, I'll, I'll gain a lot from this, not just physically, but mentally. For me, a lot of it was, you know, that mental toughness, mm -hmm. really displaying discipline, because I know like, I'm definitely going to like gain a lot of discipline from this because I. Let, guys, I can't reiterate this enough. I hate working out. Guy <laughs> knows. He's shy. He's he's like asked me multiple times, hey, you want to work out? Let's go. Up to, let's, this man took me hiking and almost killed me. <laughs> and I'm not lazy. I just don't like working out. Like if I could put on muscle through like, you know, helping a friend move or just like playing a sport, I don't mind that. But when it's like I have to actually go to the gym and like I'm looking at like, a bench press and then i see a guy use it and i'm like bro i'm about to struggle with just just the bar <laughs> what do you mean you just did five reps of 115 three seven. what are you telling me right now <laughs> like, no but for me i know that once i like achieve this goal there'll be a boost of self-confidence obviously my physical appearance will be better um mental toughness discipline and just so much more from that i'll feel better with my body in yeah. terms of like actual physical health from going from, you know, sitting around most of the year mm -hmm. to I'm actually being active. My joints won't hurt. I won't have as much inflammation because I'll have a better diet. And there's just so many benefits to this. And and not to dwell, you know, not, not to deviate from our main topic, but you know, it's still, it's still related, mm -hmm. but it goes down to why is this a goal? So using exercise, as the example, the, the why has to be strong enough for continuous, mm -hmm. continuous exertion towards it. Now, the interesting thing with exercise, and I think that goes with a lot of just goals in general, the more you do it, the more you gain from it mm -hmm. to a certain degree, the more the, the I don't want to say the easier it gets, although that can be true. But I'll say the more motive, uh, the more drive you can have for it. it, it it's kind of like I'm trying to think of an analogy. It, it, it's kind of like, um, like, like when, like, if you're sprinting, like it, you get to a point where it's easier to maintain your speed than to stop. Like it's like when you get to a good flow, it's easier to to maintain it at least for a while. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Then it is to to stop and you know stop and go stop and go stop and go. But yeah, I, as much as I you know you hate working out, <laughs> it, it's all about it's all about momentum. Yeah, you know, again, putting that with goals. When you get your momentum, just focus on momentum. Just focus on tomorrow. Then tomorrow. Then tomorrow. You get that momentum, and all of a sudden, you look forward to. It. I, I I would I, at one point I couldn't wait to get off of work. 
I, I, I literally could not wait because I'm like, yeah, today's my work. Like today's my chest day or, or whatever it was. I could not wait. I look forward to it. Meanwhile, when I started, I had a couple of times when I started, I never made it. Like I drove to the parking lot and I never made it inside. Really? And I wish I, I wish I, I was making that up. Well, I, if, I, 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 if I did. <laughs> yeah. Like because the gym is 10 minutes from my house. Like if I drive to the gym, I'm going inside because I did that. Yeah. So like, yeah, for me, I would drive to like my phone goes off. So I would check a text message that would lead to something else that would lead to me just watching a YouTube video, then sending that to somebody else. Then comment. Wow. Yeah. So then I made it there to the parking lot, but I didn't have like I wasn't into, you know, into into working out. But mm-hmm. but you do it for um, people do things just enough to hate it. They do things just enough where they don't get the result. And then they use that as a reason to not continue. That is so true. And, and that goes with making a living. Right. You, mm-hmm. you start you start, you know, typically you start a job, you know, you right out of college. You're not making a lot. But but if you don't follow through, you'll, you'll just never make it to to where you want to go. But, but yeah, without going too off topic, I, I want to say, like, I am more than confident that you will reach a point as much as you hate it now <laughs> when you realize like it, it'll be small stuff like you put a shirt on it's like oh wow like this fits. man nice. that already started happening to me i put on a dress shirt and i couldn't close the neck <laughs> <laughs> i spent 15 minutes trying to close the neck and put on a tie i was like am i getting fat <laughs> i was like oh no i think i gotta go on a diet <laughs> But here's the thing. It's only because if you know me, I don't like spending money. I'm not cheap. Before anyone says anything, I, I'm not cheap, but I am very frugal. You're and very, very, very frugal. I, I have three vets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, um, I'm, okay, I'll be, I'll be honest. Since we're talking about smart goals and being realistic, I am borderline cheap. <laughs> I like spending money. If I spend over $20, I'm like, ugh. But when it comes to food, I'll easily drop sixty dollars. I will. Yeah. I'll, I'll. I'll say that. He's yeah. people have seen it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> God, I just continue talking. <laughs> no, no. But when you put on that shirt, and this is after working out, mm-hmm. not, not after, you know, after you work out, you put on your <laughs> shirt, or better yet, you get compliments. Like I remember the first compliment I ever got. Like. Like you ever have like moments where there's like a soundtrack playing in your head, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I it gave me such a boost because especially since nobody I wasn't broadcasting that I was going to the gym at work or anything mm-hmm. like that. Someone just happened to to mention something and like that little smile you have there, like I had that like the rest of the day and like that day I went to the, and I went harder. I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. But it's not, it's not, uh, to, to tie this to our topic, there are some benefits of being around those who either know some of your goals Mm -hmm. if, but you know, that's not necessary, but if not, you're around those that can appreciate uh, your direction in life and you can support each other. Right. So you see someone attaining their goals that like when I saw your post about the gym where I replied, I was like, oh, because I know that's something that you, you know, struggled with in the past. Like, oh, mm-hmm. man, like, that's great. Um, I know someone else that have that has a, a channel that they're building, you know, they'll come out with legit content like, man, good job. 
Mm-hmm. I know another person. She she uh, was painting it, and at first it wasn't great. Uh, but I've seen her develop. Like whoa! Mm-hmm. Like I'll never forget when I you know turn on my phone and on Instagram. I was like, whoa! Who's this? And I was like, like wow! Watching someone grow. Yeah. So that's it's very hard to reach certain goals if you're a close group of friends. And again, we've, we've talked about this on another episode. If, if your core group of friends behavior completely goes against that goal. So if all your friends hang out at Shake Shack and I love Shake Shack, but if, if that's there and, and, and if your goal is to lose weight, it can be a challenge. It, it, it can be a challenge. Yeah, for sure. But smart. once we do that, we're able to achieve five things, clarity of the goal. It's now a positive challenge for us. We're more than likely able to commit to the goal, and then we're able to get some feedback as we manage it. And then there's the tax task complexity. So really quick, I'll just break down what some of those things are. So clarity is important when it comes to the goal, because through setting goals that are clear and specific, that then eliminates the confusion that occurs when a goal is set in a more vague manner, as we uh, explained earlier. Challenging goals are able to help us get out of our comfort zone, which is very important for growth. I mean, that's, we've spoken, that, we've spoken about that so many times about the importance of getting out of your comfort zone and having that growth mindset. And if we haven't, then it's coming. <laughs> what else is there? Uh, commitment. Commitment helps us because if you don't commit to your goal, then likely you won't achieve it. That's what Gaia was talking about earlier. You can have the, what was it? The drive Gaia, but not the why. Yeah, you can have the desire. That's what is desire. Yeah, but not the drive. Yeah, exactly. And then through managing our goals, that gives us that gives us the feedback that we need to know on whether if whether or not we're doing things right and just how we're doing in general. And then this will allow you to adjust as needed because with anything that you're doing, especially when it comes to goals, you want to have that tunnel vision, but not so much that you're unable to adjust if something happens. Mm-hmm. And finally, task complexity is the final factor. And that's important because that helps us to make sure that we're aligned with the goal's complexity. So those are the five things we accomplish when we have detailed SMART goals. Now, Gaia, have you ever heard of Dr. Gail Matthews? I don't think so. Okay. Well, she did something similar to what Harvard did. It was called the Harvard study, but because... There's doubts about whether that was an actual valid study. We're not talking about them. We don't care about Harvard. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, Dr. Gail Matthews is a clinical psychologist from the University of California who actually did research on whether or not setting goals actually led to success. So in in her study, uh, she did this. So she showed that those who wrote down their goals and shared their goals with a friend as well as as well as uh, sent weekly updates were on average 33% more successful when it came to accomplishing their stated goals than compared to those who just merely formulated a goal. This was published in the first company magazine about the 1953 Yale study of goals. So here's what she did. <clears throat> she took 267 participants from various businesses and organizations, and she studied how writing down the goals and committing to goal-driven directions actually influenced goal achievement in the workplace. 
So she broke it down into five groups. Group one was asked to think about the business-related goals they hope to accomplish within approximately four weeks of time. The group also rated the goals on how difficult they were. Group two was asked to take it a step further further by writing their goals down as well as rating them in terms of difficulty. Group three was asked to write their goals down and write some kind of uh, action commitment for each. And group four was required to do everything that group three did as well as share those commitments with a friend. And then group five was asked to do everything that was stated in addition to send weekly progress updates. So what was the result? 149 people completed the study. At the end of the study, group one only accomplished 43% of their stated goal. And again, they were their direction was just to think about the goal and hope that they accomplish it and then write how difficult the goal was. They didn't have any action plan or weekly updates, nothing like that. Those in group four, which were which they were the ones that actually wrote down their goal and shared it with a friend and, a, and then had an action commitment towards that. They were stated to accomplish 60 steps, ooh, excuse me, 64% of that goal. Uh. Those in group five, where they did everything, actually had the most success, accomplishing 76% of their goals. Uh. So we see here from the study, it clearly provided evidence as to the effectiveness of three things, accountability, commitment, as well as taking time to write down your goals. Uh, Because without the goal, our chances of success are minimal at best. And then lastly, the last part of this study says, a study done by Statistical Brain, which analyzes New Year's resolutions, claims that a mere 8% of people achieve their New Year's goals with 92% ending in failure. The study also proclaims that 45% of Americans usually make goals, 17% make goals infrequently, and 38% never make goals. Yeah, I, I've definitely heard of the, the New Year's resolution one. So I, I think to, to drive everything home before we conclude, let's bring some practical advice to this. So if you're struggling with goals in general, then perhaps an exercise that we can try is pick a very, very small goal. It, it could be anything. It could be, I will vacuum my house twice a week. I don't know. It could literally be anything. Mm-hmm. And then as we discuss, you know, make, um, you know, make a deadline, make sure you have everything in place. And the point is that goal will be so small, your chances of success will be closer to, you know, hundred percent. And that is one stone that we're building in hopefully a strong foundation for the future. So yeah, so if we're struggling with goals, you know, don't don't start with the don't even you know it, it has to be a goal that you you know you actually want to accomplish, but yeah. don't start with perhaps the biggest one you have. Start with something small, something that uh, you could just tell your friends about. As you mentioned in the study, you know that's something um, that's something that it's funny you mentioned that because it kind of helped connect the dots for me on something else. Me and, and a group of friends, whenever we have exercise challenges, mm-hmm. we'll talk about them and then none of us do, do, you know, I might do my regular routine, but I just won't do the extra. But a lot of times what we'll do is we'll have a shared spreadsheet mm. and every day we have to log in to the shared spreadsheet and say, Hey, I did my hundred pushups today. And that way you're seeing not only your progress, you're seeing everybody else's progress. Oh. And you hold everybody kind of like, you know, one time 
you know, someone did, I don't know, like 70. So we, you know, we made fun of them the whole day. <laughs> and obviously in a playful way, but yeah. it, it, it helped keep everybody motivated, but also accountable. So yeah. I, I will say, I do like the fact that they brought that up in a study, mentioned it to a friend and that way it's easier to cheat ourselves than it is to have to go back to, to someone and say, I'm a loser. I'm a loser I'm every day, you know, <laughs> yeah. to say, you know, you know, you didn't accomplish your will. So now, you know, everyone has different types of motivation. Uh, it's funny. My wife and I were talking about this. I think just yesterday she, she was saying I, I couldn't do something. Um, I can't remember what it was now. And I was like, oh, okay. Because that's my motive. Like when someone says I can't do anything, that's one of my motive, uh, my big source of motivation. Oh, okay. I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas, you know, that doesn't work on her. You know, if I say you can't do this, she'll be like, oh, okay. <laughs> like that, <laughs> like that, that does absolutely nothing. It doesn't hurt her feelings, but mm-hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't motivate her. For me, even if I have no desire, I can get that desire if someone tries to to put me down and say, Yeah, you, you can't do that. Then I was like, okay, then I will do it. You sound like Michael Jordan. And I took it personally. <laughs> <laughs> He goes a little too far. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he, 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 uh, he went a little too far. But, but yeah, I, I love challenges. Mm-hmm. Whereas for some people, uh, that's not their motivation. You know, so, so all that to say, go with something that you're going to have the proper motivation for. But yeah, I wanted to bring something practical uh, to, to this discussion. So again, pick something very, very small and stick to it. And don't make it too long. Even just uh, three, it, you hear a couple of variations, but they say it takes three weeks to to create a pattern, mm-hmm. which then can then become a habit. So do something for three weeks, and then uh, move on from there. You know, do something that would take you a month and and build up to it. No, I love that. Definitely, it's important to celebrate those small wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and something that um that helps me a lot. Like I've been trying to read more. I, I I'll put a timer on my phone. I'll put it 15, 20 minutes. I'll say, I'm going to read for 15 to 20 minutes and then I'm going to stop. And psychologically, you say that to yourself, but psychologically, once you're in, mm-hmm. you'll keep going once those 20 minutes are up. Yeah. It's like we talked about before, momentum. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I cut you off. No, no. That's perfect. You said it. You, you finished it. That's perfect. I'll end with this. I, I think the difference between successful people and those who aren't is just being goal-oriented. I think that's the only... Uh, how many of us know someone with great potential? I know someone at my job. He can easily have my my job, but what holds him back? He's definitely not lazy, but he again, he doesn't. He's not shooting for anything. So that's all. Like once you once you attain that knowledge, that the difference between mm-hmm. you know those that are successful in their mind and those that aren't is just is one basic thing, and that's a mindset. Whoa, it, it's and this isn't. No, you know, think positive thoughts, mm-hmm. but that's all it is. Just be a go-getter. You want something, go get it. No one's gonna give you stuff. Don't 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 wait for that. So you have to be the one to to reach your goals. No, no one can no one can do it for you. And and as a last point, it's not a coincidence that those who get money, meaning you know, someone died or you know, a lawsuit, yeah. those who get money lose it very quickly. Those who earn money, generally they keep it. Mm-hmm. It takes longer, but they keep it. So sometimes if, if you, um, you know, you can accidentally 
like you can do good at your job or whatever your values are, but you don't appreciate things unless you really work for them and you earn it. So to wrap things up, having specific and measured goals are the key to success, no matter what you're looking to achieve, regardless of whether your ultimate aim is for financial, personal, or just structural reasonings. Using the SMART goal formula can help you to succeed in whatever you set out to do. And by making sure your goals that you set out are aligned with the five SMART criteria, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound, you have an anchor on which to base all of your focus and decision-making on. Once you've achieved a SMART goal, you can scale up and start again, safe in the knowledge that there's a solid backbone to your strategy. So this has been a great conversation about having SMART goals. If you've enjoyed this discussion, definitely subscribe to us and come back for more. This has been the You Better You podcast. Thanks so much for listening, guys, and we'll catch you guys next time.